Okay, hello, hello. Welcome everyone. This is Kelly Beard. It is January 15th, 2014, and we are basking in the glow of the Cancer full moon. Really interesting energy to set us off on our little journey through the Venus cycle. So that is what tonight is all about is an introduction to the Venus cycle, why it's relevant, and invite you to explore a little more deeply for yourself or certainly to join us in the monthly ongoing circle. So what we're doing here is cycles basically repeat, but the support changes. And with Venus, that cycle that shifts, shifts about every 18 months. And when she goes through five processes of that shift, every 18 months, five times over, that adds up to eight years. So what I've said is that we change our values and priorities, kind of evolve on smaller levels, lower levels every 18 months, and in much larger ways every eight years. So you can loosely judge this for yourself based on the ages of 8, 16, 24, 32, 40, that kind of thing. For sure, it's going to be around there that Venus in the sky goes back to the place where Venus is in your birth chart and so paying attention what we've learned and in the power circle this is our fifth go round so now we do have a complete set under our belts for those of us that have been around for the last eight years essentially we have all kinds of new support to do it this time including the personal guide the energetic support that is surrounding this shift now remember we're shifting values and priorities essentially because the Venus is our guide here so up in the sky you know I think about Uranus being in Aries helping us be more liberated and not obligated and getting into our independent natures and Jupiter's in Cancer helping us find our own tribe that circle of support and energy and humans that believe in us and hold space for us and support us in all our endeavors and tell us the truth and be honest when we need a family or friend member of the community to say hey wait a minute you might want to look at this from another angle and shift your perspective that's what Jupiter and Cancer is blessing us with once in 12 years we get to access the new tribe so let's set intentions about that kind of energetic support that we want and with Pluto and Capricorn it's responsible power so we have to practice we don't necessarily all know how to do that out the gate so there's a lot of practice to being more responsible with the power that we have and we do have considerable power as individuals and now coming along Mars is in Libra and come February the North Node which is our life path will also be in Libra so again we have the fourth corner activated so winter spring summer fall all activated right now intensely last year this year next year it's a, it's a couple of years in the making when Mars and Libra and North Node and Libra come in that is going to open up the possibilities for more harmony as we share this path I mean just to acknowledge that we share this path this earth this process of living we share that and when Mars gets there hopefully it is going to cultivate more balance and reciprocity once we're clear about everything else the independence and the support system and the responsible power it'll be a lot easier to share the path and be harmonious about it so we have a lot of tremendous tremendous support for aligning ourselves with that which is most important to us our love money and magnetics essentially what we love about life and being here Venus rules Libra which is an air sign and that has more to do with aesthetics and beauty and art and music and things that transcend language 
Whereas when she rules Taurus, it gets pretty physical and tangible in how we build our lives and how we create things around ourselves to make us feel secure and comfortable. So we get to work on all those things this go round. In this 18 month cycle, has an kind of overtone or a theme that's going to color even though Venus moves through a sign in about three weeks and so she moves through the zodiac all 12 signs pretty quickly the overtone will be Capricorn this time and so we're going to get into more of those details along the way but we want that to just give you a sense of the lesson and the energy that you're working with. Capricorn's all about responsibility and structure and doing the step-by-step process. Again, with the building, all the earth signs build something. Taurus is an earth sign that likes to enjoy the fruits of its labor and it likes to create beauty and substance throughout everything that it touches. Capricorn is more, like I said, about the structure, foundation, the bones of something. And Virgo is about the system that allows everything to operate together for the greater good. So all earth signs have this way of making things very real for us and certainly those aspects of our chart get physical and they get very real for us and at this time you know Capricorn has a lot to do with decisions and choices and how we make those it's an action sign even though it goes really slow with its action and it likes to plan and strategize and map out that ABC one two three it still is about making the choice, making the move, getting something done that can serve you as well as benefit others. So that's going to be the theme of how your values and priorities are shifting. Does it make sense? Does it support the whole? Is it good for you? Is it practical? And does it serve? Does it really support you the way you need it to? So we are going to get kind of literal with it each month as well. This is very much an uh, as above, so below kind of daily living guide. So I'd like to say something about time here. Time is all kind of relative around here. We use natural time, which has to do with the way the planets move and day and night and seasonal shifts. We really work with a lot of that kind of timing in the power circle. And then, of course, we have 3D time, scheduled time, lets everybody be here at 9 o'clock for a call kind of time. So they both serve a purpose, but I don't want anyone really hung up on time. For example, the first activation that kicks off the Venus cycle was actually last Saturday, January 11th, and we're gathering on the 15th. You have about a month to work with this initial energy, and that's just to clarify what it is that you're willing to release in order to have something of greater value in your life that allows you to really flourish and be supported with love and money specifically and just surrounded with the abundance that is possible once you've cleared your magnetic field which is a lot of what we're going to focus on throughout the cycle is that we don't create we don't make choices we don't live our lives the same way pre-2012 here and now post-2012 it's a completely different thing so we're working with magnetics we're working with naturally clearing the energy field so that we can magnetize what we do want and repel what we don't want. But again, that takes some practice, getting used to figuring out how your specific magnetic field even works, seeing what brings results, what shuts it down, what's overwhelming, what actually uplifts and helps you do better with it all. We want to just really be in that flow of natural timing. So that has more to do with when you can be fully present to even consider what your priorities are right now and where the magnetics may be going wrong and where what you are intending is or is not. You know, again, we're kind of reporting. We don't want to judge it as right, wrong, good or bad, but we're reporting in monthly as to how it's going. How is the energy manifesting for you? Again, what's effective and what's been ineffective and how can we make those course corrections along the way? Venus is a major, major cycle, and 2012 was a huge, big deal 
for Venus. I would like to just put out there a little bit of the history of the Venus cycle and how she has everything to do with our link, our internal link to spirit and to each other and to life on this planet. It's all connected and she teaches us that through her movements through the sky. And so initially when we did some research years ago, there's a 2012 Venus call that anybody's welcome to just email me and let me know that you'd like the details on this one. But she does this thing where she crosses between the earth and the sun. And so you probably heard a lot about that in 2012, that she only does every 113 to 130 years. And 2012 and go back eight years to 2004 are the bracket timelines that she did it for our lifetime. We actually were alive to witness this shift, which only happens in that eight year span within a bigger 130 year span. Okay, so going all the way back to the 1500s, when they first were working with the planets, there was the circumnavigation of the globe, and when they discovered that the world is not flat, and again, we're all connected. The 1600s, you know, 130 years later, the first national mail services. In the 1700s, the first international scientific collaboration ever was a gathering to actually witness the Venus transit. In the 1800s, we had the World Post, the Telegraph, the Telephone. So here in 2004 to 2012, my notes from 2004 when we did this call was the next level is telepathy. It really is magnetics. It's that direct connection. We don't need a middleman. We don't always need a translator, although sometimes that would be nice. But the connection is within you. The information is also within you. You know, the questions are there and the answers are there. But what we're going to do together is try to pull all that out and pull it together and get some results. And so really, every time Venus has this contact or let's say this movement between the sun, it gives us a chance to connect, to realize that we are all one. So ultimately, that harmony and that sharing of the path is the most important vital piece. And every time we start a new cycle with her, it starts with a retrograde, which is what she's doing now going backwards. So we have the first kind of review going on and there is people have already reported in how the energy is affecting them and it feels kind of mercury retrograde ish a lot of even the planetary activations it's going to pick up every month february is going to be a little more march is going to be a little more april is going to be off the charts because again that cardinal energy is going to come back we're at Capricorn now, we're going to hit Aries then, and springtime is going to activate a lot of new life and new activity. So between now and then, it is a review process, and Mercury's next, and so when Mercury goes backwards, we'll really get a chance to process. So hopefully, we'll have a chance to get together on these. I wanted to address just a really quick introduction to the first three months, because that's what you need to get started in addition to your reading and understanding, you know, what Venus is doing in your chart. And this month, January's primary focus is about initiating a release. This is what Venus does with her cycle. She retrogrades. She is most recently the evening star. She disappears and comes back as the morning star for about nine months. Then she disappears and she comes back again as the evening star for another nine months. What we're going to do with the cycle here is the first nine months is the initial initiation now, January what you want to release about your sun, the solar, your outer self, your personality, the things you magnetize in the world, the love and abundance that you're able to integrate into your life and make real. We're setting the intentions this month about what to release around that. And don't think about it as sacrifice or giving up. Everything that we're going to release in the first nine months, we are literally clearing space to reclaim on the following nine months. So this first leg of the journey, 
we kind of clarify that Venus Sun contact is our outer persona and how we want to be perceived or received in the world. It's it's again with your magnetics. What do you who do you want magnetically drawn to you? Then next month we have the initiation of the Venus and Moon contact, and that's what you want to be magnetized to. And so you're going to work on again clearing space in February that next month is going to be about clearing and truly committing and making a kind of overall decision about what needs to be released at each level which we're delineating as the chakras so we're going to go through the seven primary chakras starting with the root and we're ending with the root and I'll explain that in a minute so that inner activation again is kind of we refer to that as the death by intent that's when you consciously commit to the release you recognize that if you move through each chakra one at a time give yourself about a month to process and go through it when the time is right for you make some choices and decisions and reorganize your priorities basically each month will give you a theme according to the sign and these first two months are both Capricorn that just so happens to fall that way but that's huge because it means we need a double dose of new structure of new foundation and new responsibilities and the way that we own that and the way that we own our inner authority to run our own lives. I mean, this is the huge overtone for the whole entire 18 months. Now that leads to that first chakra is the root chakra. We're going to begin and end there. What I mean by that is that we're going to start at the bottom root chakra and release from the root and then from the sacral and from the creative center in your womb to the power center in your solar plexus. We're going to spiral up to the heart all the way up throat, third eye, crown. That's your other seven months and release at every single level. And the thing about working with the root, I believe, is that that is where you can cure or kill. You either go to the root to cure something, to purify it, to distill it back to its essence so that it can grow stronger, or you pull it out by the root and be done with it. And that's it. Once it's pulled out by the root, it doesn't go through the whole tree anymore. So that's where we're going to start at the root, pulling things out, releasing that which is dead, doing some pruning at that base chakra where a lot of our worth issues come into play and a lot of our conditioning comes into play. We want to really dig a lot of that up and redefine our terms. Post-2012 is a completely new ball game, and there's just no two ways about it. And it is energetic, and there isn't a lot of literal tools, but there are a ton of energetic tools and practices and prayers and mantras and things that you can do to keep yourself focused, keep yourself in the light, and keep yourself on track with really being productive in terms of your goals and aspirations. And at this point, just getting through the day sometimes. That's that's the goal and aspiration today. Let's just get through it. Then we will take that break, like I said, and we can get together another introduction I will do in October before we reclaim. And that is a lot of fun. And we have done that a couple of times in the Power Circle together as a group. And it's really inspiring and juicy. And a lot of different people come together from different belief systems with different practices and they they share their mojo to help us fine-tune and refine those little details that we each have for ourselves and our goals around love and money specifically so in general my point is that the magnetics are tied to that and what we do in terms of clearing the magnetic field and releasing ancient baggage truly ancient baggage that cannot be taken with you to this next level we're going to release 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 and then pause for the cause and reclaim coming back up 
And so in general, just knowing, you know, everyone that's shown up tonight and those who hear this on the back end, your simple awareness being brought to your awareness, this Venus cycle. Now we've planted the seed that you understand values and priorities shift periodically. And if you shift with them, co-creating gets really juicy and much more fun and much more effective. So just being aware kind of sets that intent and you're good to go. And you know the drill now that for the next nine months, you will be on some level around the things that are really important to you, releasing and clearing space for the new to come in. Then you have the individual reading where if you want to get together and we talk about your specific Venus and your specific goals and create a strategy of how to go at this together, that's absolutely available. And then monthly, we're going to get together and just go through what's going on, the theme, what release work we have, and maybe a little mojo for the chakras, some prayer work. And I'm inviting other guest teachers to come on and share their tools and resources for magnetizing more love and abundance specifically you know like I said as long as we keep this central theme and we stay on track with that you should have measurable results in the first quarter but certainly by the end of the cycle your life should look completely different the ongoing monthly thing is to really keep you inspired keep you motivated and give you the tools and resources that we have that we've already you know pretty much proven effective and been able to manifest at certain levels and now we're taking that to a whole new level and another thing to consider about this and when you are thinking about your goals around love and money specifically think about how the last cycle the overtone was Gemini which means we did a lot of exploring and I don't know how many people have had a chance to read the full article but if we track back the last couple of cycles that we've done together starting in 09 when she retrograded in Aries you know my kind of theory that I put forward is that we've cultivated a completely and birthed a completely new identity and then over that 18 months we learned our priorities around this new identity and and then it shifted to Scorpio. And because you have a new identity, you got introduced to new power or you had access to power that maybe you haven't had access to in a long time, if ever. Then we moved from Scorpio to Gemini. And it was all about exploring the possibilities of what this new identity and new power could really do. It wasn't about anchoring or making anything real. And I'm sure most of you can identify with the last several months as being, you know, 18 months. A lot, a lot of information has been revealed, a lot of truth versus fact stuff has been going on, and a lot of ideas have been swirling around. Now Venus is getting serious. She's in Capricorn, and you know my thing in astrology, everything is a response to the last thing and preparation for the next thing. So Capricorn's response to Gemini is give it a container. What good are all these ideas if they don't have a form that benefit other people, that support the whole group? You know, Capricorn is the council of grandmothers. They look at the whole and see how every little part and piece works together to make that whole stable and strong enough to feed the whole family. And that's what we're going for here. A little more internal, individual stability that magnetizes that love and abundance automatically, kind of effortlessly. And repels, repels negativity, repels the lower frequencies. I love Shanta's gift of teaching me how to ask my higher self to filter everything first. And that way it doesn't even enter my conscious mind. And I got to tell you, I've been tracking. I've been paying attention. When I get these tools, I start playing with them. I start tracking and I have found specifically in the last year or two where it's come back around and I found out later after the fact that these certain dramas just completely bypassed me, my husband and my son. And it's happened to the people really close to me that I can 
track that I can see this happening to where it's working. Higher self is filtering stuff that is completely irrelevant and a complete distraction, which is another reason everybody's kind of exhausted from Gemini's. We had a lot of distractions for the last couple of years and weren't able to make decisions and weren't a because there was too many choices to make and we weren't able to ground or build anything because all the resources were still kind of up in the air. Well, all that's shifting. And I'm not saying immediately. I really do think this first quarter is a pull back to go, you know, two steps back to go four steps forward. But be present in the energy and check for opportunities and little sudden inspirations that could be really useful. And practices are part of the key. Figuring out what the antidote is to anger and frustration and overwhelm and things that happen in the moment. How busy and chaotic things are. So as we respond to that Gemini and we ground in Capricorn, which means get a plan. Which ideas are most important? Work on the top three. I always try to think of what is the connecting factor? What is the common denominator? What is the one thing that sort of supports everything else? That would be what I would go for. Then this is preparation for Venus's next cycle. And I don't want to get too ahead of myself. And I know some people don't like to go to the past or the future, but we're going to just try to keep in the back of our minds that over this 18 months of plan, strategy, building, foundation, structural mode, that the bones of it get in place. Okay, that when we hit Leo, that's when we flesh it out and make it beautiful and radiant and magnetic and juicy and delicious. And I really think that that's when you'll see the fruits of this particular labor and this building process that you're in. That's why I said access your inner architect right now. It's all about designing and planning for this first three months. Then you got to start experimenting in the following quarter. And we are going to kind of have a little theme for each quarter because you want to be able to track your results and see how things are going. And so when we get to that Leo play, if we haven't made decisions and we haven't committed to certain choices for ourselves, this is only for you. You don't get to make any choices and decisions for other people usually. If you don't do that, when you get to the Leo process and theme, which will constantly come up for 18 months, then it's going to be much more about the self-love and self-worth issues. So if you already know that you're working on those personally, then this is really the year because Venus and Capricorn gives us access to that, what I call the female CEO, the big boss, but she's female. And that's a whole different kind of big boss. And she believes in quality, not quantity. And she believes in paying for things that are worth it. So the constant mantra and question that you're going to be asking yourself as you explore the Capricorn decisions and choices is, is it worth it? Is it worth it? What's in it for me? No, again, it's not selfish. It's self-preservation. But you have to clarify these things. Does it really help your foundation or structure? Is it, is it feeding the bones of what you're trying to build this year specifically? And again, we're going to really keep it in present moment this year. Love and money. How's that going? And I know a lot of people want me to change the word money to abundance and we worked abundance in there and it was great. But I think we got to get comfortable with money as an energy. And the sooner it's kind of like when I say take the names and the people and just deal with the energy. Once you stop attaching the faces to it and the names to it of the personalities and the egos that you know so well, then you get to the essence and the energy. And that's where we can shift. That's where the power is. That's where we take our power back to make a choice for ourselves of what is natural and right and harmonious for our personal individual system. And so we're going to explore that <laughs> all month. Now, 
I want to go a little bit into that monthly love focus. We will work on some self-love and self-worth things, but I love the old school adage of exercise and education are the purest forms of self-love. So we do want to work on that mind-body connection. We do want to, again, feel worth it, worth the effort. It's not healthy for anyone to neglect themselves in order to elicit a response from another. That's just not what we're doing. It's more about grounding and anchoring what you can and being able to articulate your needs and get them met. Money is, we're going to work on some different limitations, obligations like debt and things like that. We don't want to be obligated. Again, money is energy. And we've talked about this in the power circle for years, but I know some of my newbies might want to know, we changed the prayer long ago from praying for money. We changed that to praying for flow energetic flow, cash flow, creative flow. That's where the prayer lies. That's where the potency and the magic is. It's not in the the paper that they print up and call whatever they want and say is this value or that value. Money is an essence. It's an energy. And we're going to learn to really look at it that way and practice and play with it. And I trust me, you, you'll start playing with this and getting immediate results. And it will be laughable. There will be times where you'll just be like, I can't believe I haven't been doing this all along. And the magnetics. Think about activating your twin. That's another old school Kellyism. is the magnetic flip. Try to look into the things that repel you and the things that are being repelled and the things that you're magnetizing in. All of that is a mirror basically showing you where your consciousness is and basically whatever's going on inside manifests in the physical world outside. We can't do it the other way around. Most of you know this. You're all light workers in your own right and leaders of your own circles. It just needs the reminder that it's inside out, not outside in. And so we're going to work on that and try to, again, get focused and maybe catch ourselves where we are blocked. You know, that's the other blessing of working through the chakras as we unblock each one and we work really hard at the heart chakra, which links above and below and do as much clearing as possible over this nine months. When you start reclaiming, it will be a workout. It'll still be challenging on certain levels because you're going to be integrating the new and that's a lot, but it's going to be so much more fun and validating for the hard work and the effort that you put in on this front end. So we're just basically clearing and releasing on the front end, integrating. You know, that's the other thing. Sometimes it's not about sacrifice or release as much as integrating it into the system. Think about how many people we know that know what's going on and sort of get the principles but don't apply them. So until you integrate and you actually work these things, these aha moments into your practice, you can't really stand on it as a foundational kind of brick in your in your foundation. That's all going to get addressed, let's say. So I'd like to pause here and open for questions and double check also to see if Shanta made it. We will do questions first and then close with the prayer if Shanta's here. Okay. Well, the Capricorn essence has been kind of kidnapped by patriarchy. We're having to unlearn and relearn a couple of things. And one of them is because Capricorn's ruled by Saturn, it's always been associated with the patriarchal dominant authority figure type of energy. But that's not that's not what it was. That's only the last 5,000 years out of, you know, umpteen million. For Earth, it's usually been a matriarchal society that honors the process, <laughs> the time it takes to create life and contain, nurture, and protect, and sustain a family, a community, a neighborhood. And so the Council of Grandmothers was always it. And the way that I illustrate that in, in the circle is that, my, like, for example, my grandmother had 10 kids. Well, when you have two kids, the rules of the house are such and such. You have four or five, rules start to change. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, rules get really different. Now, only that overseer, 
that sort of gets that everyone counts, everyone matters, and is taking into consideration the whole can determine what those rules are and how they need to sh- responsibilities and rules have to shift. And the idea is that the feminine within you, you know, that part of you that knows how to contain, nurture, and protect a, something that you're creating or a life form itself, like a child, anything like that, you have that, but the impetus to action is the masculine. And so when it was matriarchal societies, they would sort of set the guidelines, the rules, the boundaries, the limitations, which are all Capricorn, Saturn things. And then the men were there to enforce it. And if you look into any of the priestess or the Avalon things, you know, Merlin had to consult with the priestess to get the final directions. And so it's just about taking the whole into consideration. Very often the masculine, our do nature, even our Mars nature, wants to do, take that next step, make a move and facilitate change like immediately with one step. Well, that's okay. But that one step is preceded and followed by other steps that have to be considered at this juncture. So I don't know. It, it did that answer what you were going for? More on the Capricorn or more on the grandmothers? Uh, okay, well, they are fundamentals, home and work and self versus others. So it's your individual nature and your relationships. That's everything this Venus is addressing. And so we have to recalibrate the home and work is Cancer Capricorn. You, and we all get out of whack with that because we live in a monetary system at this moment. So it's changing and, and we know that, but it's going to be a minute before it can, it, the system can support us back. So at this moment, we have to calibrate that always because we can get too far off on the work side and then home gets neglected or we get too concentrated at home, like stay at home moms. And then when going back into the workforce is a challenge. So it's just about recalibrating that at this moment based on what's most important to you, not on obligations. Do you know what I mean? And not on old debt, you know, and trying to clear the debt as money, you know, financial debt and otherwise debt, energetic debt needs to go. We can't have those heavy burdens carrying with us into the next leg of the journey, let's say. And then what is crossed by that, that Aries Libra is the self versus other piece, because how much do you do for yourself and and how much do you really need other people for in terms of relating, in terms of community, in terms of just energetic support and people there that varies individual to individual. So that's what we're going to clarify on individual basis. How much energy and support and other people do you really need? How much can you do for yourself? And how does that work both at home and at work, public and private? So those are the the choices that are getting forced on us at the moment. That's what people are feeling, the pressure to choose between work and home, to choose between self and other. And that's hard because we want to honor all of it. All of it matters and all of it contributes to our base and our foundation. Okay, because those are the things everybody deals with. Everybody has to deal with home and work and self and other. Now, the coloration that comes from the other signs and the other activations and the other planets and all that, that adds flavor and spice and mixes it up and keeps it interesting. But these fundamentals, winter, spring, summer, fall, the shift of the seasons affect everyone. And so this is just going to be the highlight over and over and over for the next several months that it's fundamental. It's very basic. It's not that complicated. It really is just about who you are and what you want and being able to clarify that and then making better decisions in the moment and negotiating win-win situations like that Mars and, and North Node hitting Libra. The Libra leg of this is forcing us to really think about what we want and what we need and what we're offering that we can all collaborate with and magnetize the support and the circle and the system that most allows us that harmonious, abundant life. And it's practice, there is no perfection. So that's why we get together and remind ourselves and try things, see what works, what doesn't. Pay attention to the rhythm. It's a kind of a dance thing. And so 
the rhythm of the, the seasons changing, the rhythm of day and night, the rhythm of the stars, the rhythm of the planets, that kind of thing, the rhythm of the moon, all helps us realize that there's a, a time and a space for everything. That's why I said at the beginning, I'm not sure if you were on yet, that time is, is kind of a tricky concept. On one hand, there is no time, and it's just all about natural time. But then there's 3D time, like our call tonight. Everybody show up at 9 o'clock. We need that as a structure, but that doesn't mean our biology actually responds to it. But our biology does respond to the nature and the natural rhythms. And we are connected. Our magnetics, our heart is our only electromagnetic organ in our whole body, which connects us to the core of the earth and it connects us to the electromagnetic field of the earth surrounding the earth. So I also wanted to encourage everyone, and maybe this is a good thing to close on as a visual for those. If you've ever seen a picture, and if you haven't, go Google it, of the electromagnetic field, and you'll see these loops coming from the center, going out in different directions from the center all the way around back to the center. I want you to visualize that those loops of energetic magnetic force field kind of energy coming from your heart as that centerpiece from your heart. And that's your field. That's like your auric field. And you see that getting cleansed, flushed with white light, whatever it takes to feel purified there. But that's our connection. And so the way the planets are moving is affecting us physically in addition to mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. So we want to keep that in mind. And one of the things that we've integrated in the power circle over the years was taught to me by Greg Braden was the quick coherence technique. And that is to breathe as if you're breathing through and from your heart, really connect to your heart center. And like I said, that chakra links above and below. And so if you're having trouble figuring out which chakra is out of whack, always start at the heart. Just go there and you'll be led above or below. You'll know which way to go from there. But we want to always have the heart clear because if that's blocked, if your heart is closed or or blocked in any way above and below cannot communicate and we need both that's back to that physical and spirit the you know spirit in a human body thing that we are and in order to do that we have to be connected at our heart field so I am really glad that Shanta's here because she can give us a really juicy prayer to close on with with that and I just want to make sure Bill that you're covered and okay to me, that was, there was some, I don't know if it's self-judgment or judgment coming from others, but it's not about a sloppy daily routine. It's about the one thing you are able to do on a daily basis that kind of replenishes you. So yeah, if, it, if it's been hectic and you haven't had any time or space to ground a thought in your head at all, that's when you start bushwhacking. That's when you just start clearing the path and cutting certain, doing a fast of negative people or negative thoughts and just saying, you know what, I'm going to take a week off from talking to this person or going to this place and just see how your field feels after that. Or if it's work or someplace you can't avoid, I do a lot of shields. Activate shields now before I walk out the door. I activate shields before I walk in a door. (laughs) I activate shields all day when I want stuff to be repelled or to roll off or to bounce back or just don't affect me. If it's irrelevant to me, I don't even want to know about it. But if it's relevant to me, open up. I want to know. You know what I mean? So it's sort of like an internal guidance system, which Shanta's also taught us about the gyroscope within. I work a lot with the inner compass. And so your heart is that compass and the gyroscope helps us balance with all this water energy moving around. And that's exactly that kind of chaos that throws you off balance. You have to have a go-to piece. And that's what we're going to cultivate over these months is what is the go-to mantra, affirmation, or prayer that you can say in that moment that shifts the whole vibration in that moment that you don't have to wait for meditation time you don't have to wait for a workout you don't have to wait for other people in that moment you should have a couple of words that you can say to yourself and each month you'll have some keywords to play with to cultivate affirmations like that that I'll work with you on you know like I said it's a practice there is no perfection 
But yeah, one aspect of the routine, try to clean up one aspect of the routine or suggest it to whoever you're referring to. It, not at all. Because when you try to do it all, you fail, you give up, you quit in the middle, you never get anything done. So just pick one thing for the month to sort of shift. And it can be love or money or your routine or whatever's going to support your love and money and clearing that and keep in mind that first month focus of how you're sort of perceived in the world. This is a release around the energies outside of you before you get to the inside and start releasing that too. So you ready? 